Hey there, it's me, Susan. Before you jump into today's episode, there's something else I'd like you to do first. You see, my team and I created Doggy Flicks, an educational video streaming platform for keen to learn dog lovers like yourself. We've got a video series for you called The Connected Dog. It's time limited. You're going to be blown away with what we have in store for you. Did I mention the accompanying 55 page training playbook that goes with the series? You get to experience it all as my guest. free to you. Go to doggyflix.com, D-O-G-G-Y-F-L-I-X.com. You'll recognize me. I'll be the one welcoming you. And once you see how amazing it is, be sure you invite your other dog-loving friends too. D-O-G-G-Y-F-L-I-X.com. Puppies pee for one of three reasons. Occasionally, they might have a bladder infection. It's rare, but it does happen. Number two is their bladder is full and they just need to relieve themselves. And number three, your puppy might be peeing because they're overly excited or a little bit afraid and they actually don't even realize they are peeing. And that is the topic of today's podcast overly excited or submissive urination, sometimes called submissive elimination. Hi, I'm Susan Garrett. Welcome to Shape by Dog. And if you are watching this on YouTube, you may notice something about me right now. I'm actually wearing a party hat. And that is because by the time this podcast gets published, we will be at, or we will have surpassed a pretty big milestone for us. 30,000 subscribers. So, let's have a little party for 30. Now, if you are one of our 30,000 subscribers, please celebrate with me. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being part of the community. And as part of the celebration, I invite you to invite at least one of your friends to come and join our party. Ask them to subscribe to the podcast. Best way to do it, take your favorite podcast episode and send it over and say, hey, you should subscribe. The lady's a little wacky, a little bit kooky, a little bit crazy, but she knows her dog training. If you are not a subscriber, hey, welcome to the party. Go ahead, click the subscribe button now. And there's a little bell, a notification bell. You hit that and like an angel gets their wings. No, really, sorry. When you hit the notification bell, YouTube will let you know when we put out a new podcast. So welcome and uh, thank you guys. I truly take that as a vote of confidence. Every time I see that we have a new subscriber, I go, we're changing the world and that's what I'm all about here. So welcome. I, now the decision is, do I keep wearing the party hat? You know what? I guess I should just own it, right? Let's just roll with it. Okay. The most important thing you need to know about submissive urination or excitement urination is that it is an emotion. It's an emotion. The puppy doesn't even know they're doing it. All right. So it's different than a house breaking, if you want to call it house training problem. It's different than teaching a puppy not to potty in the house. That's different than party. That's potty. We want to teach a dog to potty outside. And so when they have accidents in the house, that's a training issue because it's a conscious thought. The puppy goes, Oh yeah, I feel like I got to pee. Uh, what would be a good spot? Yeah. 
check out that t-shirt on the floor in the bedroom. I think that would be perfect place for me just to relieve all that's right here in my, in my belly. So it's a conscious thought. Unlike when a puppy gets excited or they're a little bit afraid and they submissively eliminate. Now, a lot of that comes down to whether they're overly excited or or a little bit afraid or overly afraid is it's confidence. And I've said this many times on the podcast, our role as, you know, the guardian of this puppy, number one rule is to protect and grow that puppy's confidence. And that is an easy way to correct, fix, overcome puppies that tend to squirt when they greet. And in the end of this podcast, I'm going to share with you two different approaches. One I call the quick and easy, and the other is the more empowering and enriching. Now, the really cool thing is you can start the quick and easy and move on to the empowering and enriching. They both work, but who wouldn't want quick and easy, right? So I'm going to go over both of those at the end of the podcast. But first, just think about any time that you're afraid. If you go back to podcast episode number 103, I share in there a story that happened when I was a teenager. I think I was about 15 and I was walking with my friends and, you know, long story short, we were chased by a man. And when I noticed he was chasing us, I ran and screamed and completely emptied my bladder all at the same time. I don't mean, oh, I had a little tinkle. I mean, the wet spot went all the way down my thighs to my knees. So you couldn't tell me, oh, Susan, don't pee. Someone's chasing you, but don't pee. That was a reflex. It was a just a, a bodily function that happened when I was scared. Now, does that mean everybody that gets chased by somebody will immediately eliminate, will immediately pee their pants. Well, I think there's probably one or two Navy SEALs that would be put in the same situation that probably wouldn't pee pee in their pants, right? Okay. I'm guessing there wouldn't be a single Navy SEAL that would have pee peed in their pants. And what's the difference between 15 year old Susan being chased by somebody and peeing all over the place and a Navy SEAL being thoughtful and quick-witted in a time when they might be a little bit afraid. The difference is confidence in that environment. The difference is experiences and the difference is the triggers. What happens to that Navy SEAL when they, or they're put in a place of danger? They don't fold up and scream and flail and run. And I really couldn't even run that well. Okay. So I'm just want to tell you that story to remind you As much as it it could be tough for you, you've got to remember, you know, while the puppy is saying hello and squirting all over the place, they don't know they're doing it. So please do not get upset with that puppy. Remember, it is a confidence issue. Okay, let's talk about what contributes to this happening. Obviously, there are some breeds of dogs that are more likely to happen. I find with my Border Collies, female border collies, they often tend to submissive eliminate, not all of them. I find sheep herding ones more so than cattle herding ones. Again, generalities. There's a lot of different breeds of dogs. And then within every breed, there'll be different dogs. The bottom line is, is when you see it go, oh yeah, Susan talked about that on her podcast. Let's jump in and fix it. Okay. Contributing factors. Number one, puppy small, people are big. 
So of course, immediately there's going to be an intimidation factor. And that's why it's called submissive urination because the puppy is showing that they are submitting to you. Oh, great grand pooba, you are so big. And so a lot of times when they're tinkling, they might even roll over on their back and show you their belly. So number one contributing factor is the difference in size. Number two is the sound. So a gruff voice may make a dog or a puppy submissively eliminate. Also a loud voice or a high voice. So a high voice might get that puppy super excited where they might eliminate. So neutral tones, always the best. Direct eye contact. So eye contact is so powerful to dogs. And so when you stare directly at a puppy, that might be enough to put them off. Now, the second thing along with that is if you stare at the puppy and you don't speak, now you're big and scary. And I'm not even sure if you're friend or foe. So that would be enough to really trigger fear in, you know, the, the hardiest of puppies. The height of the person has a big factor. I remember my brother when we were young. I had a young border collie who was really a submissive and submissive peed until she was a year old. Had I known then what I know now, that would have been all fixed. My brother had a friend who was about six foot seven and it didn't matter. And he just adored Stoney, but she wouldn't go near him because he was just, he was just too tall. Like, you know, people shouldn't be that tall. Yeah. I'm five, three. So it might be hard for a puppy that is seeing somebody six, seven to, to digest that. So height, a big factor. And a lot of times with that height comes people looming over the puppy, like they kind of go over top or they reach over top. So all of those things are intimidating to a puppy and also contributing would be the, the newness. If this is a stranger, there's a lot more likely to be fear or if it's somebody they know, but they haven't seen for a long time, it might likely to trigger a lot of excitement. So all of those things contribute. And the final thing is forcing a puppy to do something like you reach into their crate and you try to pull them out. So a lot of times that might create a situation where a puppy would submissively pee, especially if they have to go pee, right? Crate games to the rescue on that one, but that's a spoiler alert. So forcing a puppy to do something when they're not ready, particularly where they don't know what's the unknown on the other side of that. All right. So those are the things that might contribute to that puppy being afraid or overexcited. So how do we fix it? First of all, before I jump into the quick fix, I'm going to go over seven ways that you can be prepared. Number one, your mindset. Remember, I said this is an emotional response from the puppy. They can't control it. So you have to see pee on the floor and go, oh, buddy, yeah, we can do better. It's all on me. Do not go... Oh, do not show disappointment. Do not show frustration. Do not show anger. And you know what? I understand if you've been dealing with this puppy for a year, who's been squirting everywhere, it could be a little frustration, but your emotions might be contributing to them because they're already being submissive and they can tell that you're getting a little bit upset. So that will make them more submissive. So you've got to go to your happy place and just go like poop happens, right? In this case, pee happens. And it's going to be okay. So your mindset plays a big role. Number two, be prepared. Have a bin with some washable rags that you can do a quick cleanup. Also, I like a cleaner that doesn't have heavy fragrance. I don't like using fragrance, both for my own health and for my dog's health. So something like Nature's Miracle, which is a digesting in enzyme to not mask a smell, but really digest the urine so that it doesn't smell. I've been using that product, I don't know, 20, 30 years 
they're listening, they should, you know, give me a, Hey, Susan, you're awesome. Okay. So your mindset is important being prepared so that it isn't an inconvenience for you. Yeah. 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 Just wipe this up, throw that in the wash. I'll move on. All right. Number three, you've got to practice uneventful arrivals and departure. I know you've heard this before and it's just so tough because we love our puppies. Oh, our puppy's so cute. But you've just got to get into the habit of not going goofy crazy when you get home or when you see your puppy. Just rehearse coming in, talking in a neutral voice. Hey, how's it going? If your puppy's in a crate, you you know, obviously let them out of the crate. Hey, bud. And you're you're talking at them without talking to them. Okay. So going along with that would be, you're not going to make direct eye contact with your puppy, tucking in a normal tone and look, pretend there's a shadow, pretend there's a, there's a big light shining on your puppy and you're talking to your puppy's shadow. So you're looking, you know, maybe, I don't know that far away from the puppy so that you're really not creating any kind of intimidation whatsoever. So you want to Talk in a neutral voice if you, if you are going to, you know, I, I don't like to acknowledge it. I, I can't, I admit, I can't come in the house and not say anything. I'll just say, yeah, hey, bud, how's it going? As I go and, you know, look at the wall or whatever, especially if you have to get that puppy out of the crate because they have to go wee, get them out, clip the leash on, get them outside. And once they're eliminating outside, then you can talk to them. Okay. The seventh thing we need to do is change our puppy's focus. This, my friend, is going to be all the difference in the world to getting a puppy to not submissively urinate when somebody greets them at the door. All right. First off, I'm going to share with you the quick and easy way to fix this. At your front door, you will have a little box with some favorite toys that your puppy loves and or a little food dish with some cookies in it. And what we want to do is when anybody walks through the door, you're going to change the puppy's focus. So either have whoever walks through the door, grab a toy, throw it in a neutral corner, meaning it's not behind you. So the puppy has to go by you and it's not towards the puppy. So they don't really have to think much. It's neutral. It's away from you and the puppy. So the puppy has to actually break their thought of greeting you and go, Oh, my favorite toy. I love my toy. So dogs that love tennis balls or puppies love tennis balls. That's a good thing. And you know, they can greet you or greet the, the new guest maybe in three or four minutes five minutes, 10 minutes, whenever they had a little play with that toy. And then the excitement level has come way down. Cookies are another thing. If, if puppies don't innately go crazy over their toy, walk through the door, have your guests walk through the door, grab a handful of cookies, say the word search, throw them in the neutral corner. And the puppy then stops being focused on, oh my gosh, someone new, someone new, someone new. She go, oh, I love my cookies. And they just start snarfling the cookies. So we're changing the focus. So that's the quick and easy way to overcome this. Now, many puppies are going to outgrow this before their first birthday. Now, the ones that don't a lot of times is because it's been mishandled, that the owners have got emotional and they've made the puppy more worried about it. So they may outgrow it within a year anyway, but if you do the quick and easy thing, rechanging the focus, your puppy will outgrow it a lot faster. Now, let's move into the next stage, which is empowering the puppy. And what we want to do is grow that puppy's confidence because if they're fearful or overexcited, chances are they're not confident puppies. And how could they be? They are puppies. All right. So we want to grow that puppy's confidence with games of choice. So you're going to teach five things. It's your choice, hand targets, hot zone, crate games, and the cue search. 
You can find four of those five things over on my YouTube channel. By the way, there is a puppy playlist on that YouTube channel that's got over 30 amazing puppy teaching videos. So if you've got a new puppy, you head over and check out that playlist. And in that, you will find a lot of the videos that I just spoke about. Once you've taught those five games, or as you're teaching those five games, you are growing confidence and you're giving the puppy choice. So we're not going to be dragging the puppy out of the crate where they are forced to be put into a position they're not comfortable with. We're giving them the power to release on the word break that immediately changes the relationship with you and the puppy. They become far less intimidated by you because they know they have free choice around you. So you're going to play those five games. Now, what we need to do is create a new trigger. Right now, the trigger is I see people and I start groveling. I see new people. I start groveling. People talk loud to me or gruff to me or loom over me and I get worried. So we need to change that trigger. And you're going to start the same way the quick and easy does. So right away, you're going to start the quick and easy. But the other thing I would like you to do is I'd like you to create a poster. And we've done this before on episode number 109. We created a poster to put on the front door so that people wouldn't greet our dogs when they were barking. Now we're going to create a poster. You can put a little picture of your puppy on the front. That would be cute. And you're just going to get, you know, don't overwhelm your guests with a lot of rules. You're just going to say, you know, please help me raise my confident puppy. And number one, come in and talk to me. Don't look at the puppy. Number two, grab a handful of cookies, say the word search and throw them into a corner away from my puppy, not at my puppy. That's all they have to do. So we want to empower people coming through the door, but we want to prepare them with a little poster. So we start with our dogs just seeing somebody come through the door and getting their favorite toy or their favorite cookie. Then we're going to move up on this one. Now, one thing you can do is you can have a greeting chair at the front door. If you got like really tall people coming in, they sit on the chair, immediately their size is a lot smaller and it's less intimidating to the dog. And what they can do is as they're sitting in the chair, you can, you know, you can tell them before they come in, just put your hand out to the side, low, where the puppy can touch it. The puppy has a history of touching hand to nose with you. They see the hand, they touch, throw cookie in the corner. There's, you have now taken the change of focus up a notch because the puppy goes, oh, I work for you too. I work for you and I can earn things. Confidence growing around new people in the environment. So we've gone from just the trigger is the door open, somebody comes through the door and good things happen, get thrown into corners to now you hand touch and good things get thrown in the corner. The next progression is to tell the dog hop or the puppy to hop it up and they go in their hot zone. So they're in their hot zone and you can toss them cookies. The person can come in and the person might even ignore them for three to five minutes, or you can just tell them break and go visit. The person can then do some hand touching. And what we're doing is we're rehearsing really good behaviors for your puppy. But the secret ninja to this empowering stage is, like I mentioned in episode number 121, I want you to practice the regreet. So this is what it looks like. If you have a family member you can do this with, this is great. If not, invite a friend over. If that isn't at all possible, teach your puppy crate games, and then you go through the door, release them from the crate, have them greet you, and then tell them to go back in their crate and you go out the door. I want the puppy for the next three or four days to rehearse 
greeting people they know so that we're building in triggers of confidence with people they know. And then when people they don't know come through the door, it's already rehearsed. And here's what you're going to do. Somebody new comes through the door. They would have read the poster. You would have said, you know, whatever stage you're at, throw cookies in the corner or put your hand down and, and get the puppy to touch your hand or I'll tell my puppy to hop it up and then she'll come in and touch your hand. And once that's established, the puppy's had a couple cookies, that person leaves the house and comes back in for the regreet. If you can get some friends over, over the course of the weekend to do this. And no, even if you get a little dribble, you're still going to throw cookies in the corner. You're still going to do the hand touch. Even if the puppy is giving you a little tinkle, eventually when you are doing this regreet over and over, guess what? The puppy is going to grow in confidence. And that my friend is what is going to build in with so much strength, the new trigger so that the puppy is confident and voila, you no longer have a puppy who excitedly tinkles or submissively urinates. I'll see you next time right here on Shape by Dog. I may or may not be wearing a party hat at that time. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Depends how we go. We get to 40,000 new subscribers. I might be wearing two party hats.